Hey everybody, before we get started here, this is a mini series on FinTech. FinTech, of course, can help you spend time doing the things that you need to do. Meet with your clients and guess what? Market more successfully. So stay tuned to the mini series. Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, I love fintech. It's one of the things that we seem to be covering a lot more on this show, because if you understand what financial services technology can do for you, not only does it make you more effective advisor, it can also help you market yourself differently to really show what makes you fundamentally unique and different. And most importantly, we all know that Financial advisors are progressively getting older, and when you can show that you have your finger on the pulse of really the best practices, the best in breed services that you have access to, that's when it can be a game changer. And today's guest, okay, so we have got Scott. Now, Scott has an interesting history we're going to dive into uh, here in just a moment. But we're going to talk today about Future Vault. Now, when this was brought to my attention, and after I had a little bit of a demo, I was like, immediately, you guys need to be on the show. And, and the reason why is because I don't think a lot of people truly understand how important what they've created is for you and your clients. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Well, thanks very much, Matt. Great to be here. All right, man. You've got to tell us, where did this come from? Tell us a little bit about Future Vault and tell us how you and your co-founder really figured this stuff out. Well, for starters, I live, speak, dream, and think the same way I think your audience does. I started as a financial advisor. Uh, you can tell by the color of my hair, if, you, if you're actually seeing me on video, if it's my voice, my hair is sort of sort of white, uh, good or bad, even though my wife tells me to dye it, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. Uh, I started as a, back then we called them stockbrokers. Now, of course, we call them wealth advisors, financial advisors, but back in the mid eighties. And I loved it actually. And frankly, I loved cold calling. A lot of people don't love cold calling. I I really felt um, it was a great rush. It's harder to do with privacy laws, et cetera, these days. But um, love the business. Point is, live and breathe it. Uh, ended up uh, getting into investment banking and ended up building a, a technology investment bank, uh, which was quite successful. And uh, that led me into fintech. Uh, was involved a number of years ago in a successful fintech that we started in the insurance industry um, called Simbility Solutions, and we sold that successfully. And then... Uh, six years ago, woke up one day and went, holy Moses, there's a whole new business category about to be created, which is going to be, in, in my view, in our view, all of those that have joined the Future Vault team, one of the biggest business categories ever created. And we're calling it personal life management. And by that, we mean digital personal life management. And this will be a place where individuals will store their personal, their financial and their legal documents. And I'll submit to you and all your listeners within five years, we won't know a soul who doesn't say my stuff's not in the X vault or the Y vault because what we built was B2B, business to business to consumer, white label solution. And really it's a solution for financial advisors to use and it's multi-tiered. So from the back office to the front office, all the way to the client, whole bunch of 
benefits and efficiencies and time savings, et cetera, and, and love to talk about it if you want to with respect to the enterprise and the advisors. But my thrust and goal and love was how do we make a great experience for the client so that there's a differentiation for a financial advisor to acquire a customer, it's stickier, there's retention, there's a bigger value proposition. And, um, and that's sort of the, the, the teaser to how it all started six years ago. Hey there, everybody. This is Matt here. Have you ever thought about doing what I'm doing right now? Hosting a podcast? Well, if you want to build relationships with prospects and clients and centers of influence, you don't need to have massive experience to have a wicked good podcast because we've got a great course that'll teach you everything you need to know called Podcasting 101. To start this course and your podcast for free, go to proudmouth.com forward slash episode 358. Well, I definitely want to focus on the user experience because I remember when eMoney came out with their vault, right? And how it was this going to be this game changer. When you look at what has been created in the marketplace, what has future brought future vault brought in that's differently? That was a hard thing to say, by the way. <laughs> how has yeah, how how has that uh how have did you look at the landscape and say, you know what, here's what's wrong with the landscape and here's how we're solving that problem? You know, they were somewhat in parallel. We were very flattered. We actually uh, got a call from Fidelity, uh, which owns eMoney, and flew to Boston and met their team. And they said, wow, this is way, way, way more advanced than what our average advisor or client needs. Mm. And so I think that's sort of a compliment. Uh, but I think that's sort of the bottom line. I mean, the eMoney and a number of other products are, are, are sufficient are strong in their own ways. They can satisfy a lot of needs for clients and advisors. And we're not for everybody as a consequence. Ours is the, the Jaguar of the, of the category. It's simply got more functionality, more benefits, greater value proposition. And by the way, we can integrate uh, to oh. people that already have e-money. Uh, this isn't a, you know, one or the other necessarily, but it really emanated from myself. I, um, you know, when I woke up one day with this kind of vision of a new category, but what really drove it was a couple of personal experiences. I, I buy a lot of new issues and they often come with warrants, uh, as you know, all of your advisors would you know what, what warrants obviously are. And one day I went to exercise a warrant that was in the money and it was on an old fashioned spreadsheet. And the company said, well, Mr. Patterson, we'd love to do it, but it expired a year ago. And we put the wrong date down and I was out some real money tens of thousands of dollars and contemporaneously while a completely different experience, but will also make sense. I, I uh, owned a couple of oil and gas leases in Saskatchewan or so I thought I owned one. Mm. And for years I thought I owned one and I kept getting this inbound call from this landman saying, we'd like to drill on your land, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I got on the phone and said, listen, man, there's people already drilling on. He said, no, it's never been drilled on. I said, well, that's impossible. And I, I got a, the document, he said, you own two pieces of property. Somebody misfiled yours, so you thought you owned one. And I'd missed out for over a decade on a bunch of statutory payments owing to me or potentially owing to me. And so I woke up and said, we're moving into a world in which all of us are going to have an, an inundated with what we call point solutions. And that's everything from your online broker or your online financial advisor portal to your, your online bank to Netflix is a point solution, a modest one, mind you, but it's a point solution. And all of us have, whether you, you know, your airline points uh, is a point solution and 
people have 20, 30, 40, 50 point solutions. And I recall with a money manager that I, I have some money with and they launched a brand new website and it's very fancy. You can go and you can pick bar charts instead of pie charts and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, that's great, except I want it all in one place. I don't want to have to go in and out and then go to the next and in and out, et cetera, et cetera. And so that kind of combination, along with the success we'd had in the previous fintech that I co-founded and was part of building Symbility, uh, which experience was that we could actually get major insurance companies to trust a little company that was a startup with a limited balance sheet and end up building a $40 million a year SaaS revenue company and sold it very successfully to CoreLogic which is a big uh, data company listed on NASDAQ, or was listed, they got taken private themselves. And so a combination of these events had me wake up and say, let's build something that I would use as a client and with my financial advisor, you know, former hat on. And just to give you and your listeners a feel for it, I have 7,000 documents in my future world. Holy Moses. And I don't save junk, but what do I save? I, and a lot of people wouldn't want to save this. But I save my kids bronze medallion, you know, when they're 14, they can, you know, show that the rest of their life. They can become a lifeguard. Uh, my kids report cards. Uh, not a lot of people do that, but I'll tell you, 10 years from now, young kids are going to go, well, what do you mean you don't have your grade one report card? The, that'll be the way of the world. I definitely save my medical records. I save my bank statements. I save if I, certificates for private companies if I make investment. The deed to my cottage, the shore allowance. I, I save things that I consider documents of permanence. And I'm now at the point where I don't know what I do with that, to be frank. And, and you could say, and it's a fair point, and it, we would come to it undoubtedly in this discussion. Well, what the heck's the difference between Future Vault and, and um, Dropbox or OneDrive or Google Drive? And I would tell you, there's a bright line. Those are personal document management, and they play a huge role, and they've been hugely successful. This is a whole new category. It's going to dwarf the size of personal document management. It's called personal life management. And the differences are about 20 of them. We've got a deck that we show people and they kind of go, wow, I really see the difference. But a couple of just to give you a flavor. First one is Dropbox, you opt in. You opt in to use it. Personal life management, which e-money is an example. You're not opting in. That is where your documents are. So it's delivered to you by a financial service organization typically, although I'll submit to you, it's gonna to come to you from HMOs going forward, unions, pension funds, educational institutions, and eventually states and governments. And you're sort of seeing that in that, that first kind of vaccine passports in certain jurisdictions, kind of a first early example of that. So this opt-in versus delivered to you, fundamental difference, authenticity. Somebody could go put a fake PhD from Notre Dame. What do you and I know if it's in their Dropbox? But if you get that confirmation and certificate from Notre Dame into your personal life management vault, we can say that's authenticated. That's a that's a real PhD from Notre Dame. Structure. One more point, Matt, if you don't mind. Structure is really important, and it's something that the 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 personal document management um, systems have, have, have struggled with. We're able to use machine learning and artificial intelligence in a way more efficient basis. Our platform. The FutureVault platform reads every document that comes into it. Now, we as employees have no idea what's in your FutureVault. You have a picture of dog and boat insurance. We think it's boat insurance. But we, the platform reads every document, and it makes a recommendation what it is. Oh, this is a term life insurance policy. This is an annuity, whatever it may be. And we actually had a patent granted. Uh, we have four patents filed, two of them granted. And that's one of the patents that was granted to us. All right. So, so you've got 7,000 documents. And, and I'm assuming uh, that our listeners are like, well, actually, I know my clients have probably that much stuff, but it's all over the place. How does this Future Vault 
user interface make it easy to find those 7,000 things if you need to recall them quickly? Well, the real basic way, and I'll give you an example I love giving is I was at the uh, eyeglass place with one of my daughters. She she said, Dad, I think I need glasses. I said, well, you probably do because I, I need them. So off we went and I picked out a pair of glasses and she said, I need your prescription. And I said, well, I'm a minus 175. And she said, oh, I need to actually see it, Mr. Patterson. That's the law. And I said, oh, and I went to my app on my, my phone and I just typed in the search bar in the future of all platform. That's white label. So if, if you're, you know, Jim Smith, financial advisor, it's, it would be G Scott Patterson with a pin number at Jim Smith, secure vault.com. So this is all branded for financial advisors. That's a, that's a fundamental premise that we have here. This isn't about future vault. You don't even know we exist. This is about your brand for your clients, bank grade technology. In fact, better than bank grade technology, SOC 2 type two security, which is as strong as bank technology, but branded. And I typed in eyeglass prescription in the search bar, popped up, and in one second, I was able to share that, which record, by the way, is there in perpetuity through our vault as well, with the eyeglass practitioner. Now, what happened at that moment if I'm a financial advisor and I'm, I'm Scott Patterson and I'm one of your customers? In that example, I believe that the value proposition that you conventionally, I believe you give me, you give me advice on, do I buy ETFs? Do I buy mutual funds? Do I buy individual stocks? Do I buy annuities? Do I, you know, do I buy insurance? At that moment, hold on, you just saved me a half hour wasting my time finding my eyeglass prescription. That's an extension of the value proposition. That's mind share. That's tough to buy. That That's what this is all about. Well, okay. So, so I, there's, there's like a... <laughs> warning real Robinson or you know I've got this warning thing that they're going on in my head right now which is is compliance right so I, I just I just I can't everything that you just said I'm like well yeah this makes total sense it's so convenient for uh for the the actual end user it's great for the advisor um to differentiate themselves in the marketplace but if the advisor is the person who's white labeling this do they have any sort of compliant regulatory uh, responsibility for it. Uh, that makes me a little nervous. Help me with that. Yeah, no, listen, it's a great question and, and it comes up a lot. And what I'm describing is actually the premium vault. We segregate what a financial advisor uh, can choose between what we call an essential vault and a premium vault. An essential vault simply are, what are the documents I'm obligated to store corporately? And what am I obligated to share with my client by law, store for seven years, depending on the jurisdiction. So that's everything from the new account documentation to the monthly statements, the year end tax, KYCs, uh, to the extent they're involved with K1s, 1099s, all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's there. And I mentioned earlier, really important, Matt, for me to try to articulate that it's multi-tiered. All software for financial services, all to this point in time, were built where enterprise and advisor were together with the software, and then it stitched together the client. We've arrived with a multi-tiered uh, uh, platform. What I mean by that is if you start with our platform, and by the way, you can, you can start with the client, you can start with an advisor, you can start with the head office, or you can do it all at once, but you can take baby steps with us. But let's just say... Uh, I'm a financial advisor. You sign up with me and I use an e-signature platform. Call it DocuSign because we're integrated to DocuSign as everybody knows the name. Most people use it. I send you as the financial advisor, the new account documentation via DocuSign. You fill it out, risk factor, you know, name and address, blah, blah, blah. When you click DocuSign under our platform, your vault's automatically spun up. There's no keying in anything. There's no people involved. We, we have financial advisors saying they're saving 30% of their back office costs. 
30% because of this new paradigm. Now, what happens with that document is it lives in the cloud. AWS is our primary cloud provider, although we're cloud agnostic, but that's what we've, we've really centered on at this point is AWS. And they have a lot of great tools there. But what I'm trying to share is that that document lives, picture like a, a wall of functionality. And then the permissioning matrix says, oh, well, head office people can see that document and advisors can see this and clients can see this, but other people can't. So the head office could, let's say KYCs, they could permission in FINRA or whoever the regular is just to see KYCs, for example, with a complete trail of, well, when did you send the KYC? Did they send it back? And there's a like a dashboard that says, oh, it's 70% complete. And then it went back. And so you needed to fill out a couple more things. So there's this whole uh, element of back office, which benefits the front office of the advisor. Now I can be remote. I can be in my chalet. I can be anywhere. I can come to your house with my laptop. We can look at the same things. And of course, there's the client. The, the advisor may, for example, uh, want external estate planning. They may be great financial planners, but they're a little more expertise. Well, they can permission in. Obviously, the client does the actual permissioning in, back to kind of who can see what, uh, a third-party estate planner, as an example. The client could permission in their accountants. They can permission in their mother, their child, their life insurance agent. I called my life insurance agent when we first built the product, said, love you like a brother. Do you want to be my agent? You populate my future vault. And part of us thought, I wonder if they're going to say, well, I don't want to do that. Total opposite. As we all know, to add value to clients, you want to wrap your arms around them. You want to do whatever you possibly can to add value. And you you want to be the trusted advisor. You want, and what do they get? They get a mini future vault, that that life insurance agent of mine. They're only, we can take you down to a file, a folder, the whole thing, whatever it may be. But sort of back to the question you, meant, you asked earlier or, or said the compliance piece of it. So it actually is a compliance tool. That's the beauty of it. Because of the fiduciary trail, it acts as a compliance tool and only documents that the end client allows the advisor to see can they ever see. All right. So that's the permissions. I wanted to go to that. Uh, so you're just telling, so your life insurance agent, a CPA, estate planning attorney, all of these different, different people that you can give access. The client itself has ultimate access to be able to say, well, here are my tax documents. I'm going to allow these three people to have access to the tax documents. Is that true? Yeah, exactly. You got it. Okay. You got it. All right. Yeah. And one, one other quick thing. So uh, I just met this lady recently who was talking about, uh, you know, what happens when you die with all your digital stuff, right? So how do you guys manage that? So I'm the, the, the future vault holder. This is my thing, right? What happens when I die? How does anybody get access to that? Do they have access to that? I'm sure you've solved that problem. Well, it's a great, obviously it's a great question and it's complex because, you know, every state has its own probate laws and, and, you know, things get very complicated and, and some of the stuff that's out there online, uh, you know, a lot of the B2C products, they're pretty light on that fact. There's kind of like, you know, put in your best friend's name type of thing. Well, sounds good, but that's not law, right? That's not how probate works. So our philosophy is to match the law. And um, we, we're, we are still working through some elements of that. It's a fairly okay. new company. We only launched commercially uh, about two years ago. We've been growing very, very rapidly. And I'm not sure we've actually, uh, we have about 78,000 live vaults in the field right now. We're signing up, uh, we're having a real fantastic uh, run right now as we're more or less signing up a, a customer a week these days, which which themselves come with a bunch of clients. When I say a customer, I mean a financial advisory uh, group type of thing. 
Uh, and I'm wondering actually if we have had anybody uh, die so we can test whether we've got it in the right shape, because this is a big issue. It's not just us. It's like your Facebook account and all your other type of stuff. But the basic answer is that, you know, the in the essential vault case, the there's sort of like two vaults. We don't really talk about it from a technology perspective, but there's the element that the advisor has because they're obligated to keep it. And then there's the portion that the client has. And it's really the second piece that's most germane to the point that you're making. And our bottom line is we endeavor to uh, follow probate laws in the jurisdiction which it's in. Okay. All right. So you've had 70,000 plus people vaults created. Tell us a story about an advisor and how they've used this to separate themselves from the advisor down the street. Well, I, I, that to me is the crux. If I was a listener and curious, and we'd love to obviously give people a demo and tell them more about it is, you know, if I believe that this is a value proposition enhancer, how do I, how do I make a difference for their practice? And most importantly, the client and create that loyalty, you know, et cetera. And um, I would say it's really interesting, you know, in the sense that uh, I'm the guy with the 7,000 documents, but I talked to one of our, our um, customers the other day who runs a financial advisory practice in, up in, in Toronto. And um, he said for his own vault, not for his client's vault, what he's put in is his continuing education documentation because he had an audit in connection with it. And he happens to be an advisor to dentists. And I didn't even really realize there was kind of special uh, accreditation associated with being in the dentist world, advisor dentist. And he said it took him weeks to satisfy the regulator with, you know, going back 20 years. And he said, I'm happy to pay you just to have the vault with just that in it, nothing else. And if I never look at it again, if I've never on it again, I know it's there and I press one button. The reason I bring that up is I don't want users or listeners and, or you to think, oh, this only works if you've got people that have thousands of documents. It might just be a few critical documents that are really important to you. So, I mean, my view is the most successful people using our product today as advisors are you know, financial planners, IRAs, they want to get to know their customer. They all have a process. They all have a protocol. It's typically by email today. Hey, if you can show up to our office and bring, you know, your last few tax returns, uh, K-1s, things of that nature. If you have a recent appraisal on your house, if you've got insurance, bring your insurance, these kind of things. Well, our system provides a customized uh, checklist. So you can create, it comes with templates, so it makes it easy for you. And you say, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to ask the customer for um, an appraisal on their uh, recreational property or insurance policies or things of that nature, but you can customize it. The difference is versus showing up with a bunch of paperwork or you're scanning them in the office. And of course, advisors can do this for a client that will be very helpful into our vaults. But if somebody uploads a document and we connect right to somebody's uh, operating system in their laptop or their home computer, it automatically goes in to the vault under those folders. So now the experience of financial planning is completely different. And the real power, and I say this all the time, is less about right now and more about one year from now, two years from now, three years from now. When you look back, well, what was the plan three years ago? What did we say? What did we buy? Because you, there's no way out for anybody. And it's all about, it's all there for you, which really on balance is going to be great for advisors and great for 
end customers. But I would say people that use it in that financial planning um, are the ones right now that are making a big difference because they're showing up saying, we do a little thing, we do things a little bit differently in our in our um, uh, financial advisory shop. Here's what we do. And and meanwhile, you're you know got a competitor knocking on the door and they're not they're not doing it that way. Right. They're still using paper, right? They don't have, I mean, and that's the reality. And I know that you, you live in this reality, uh, that there are still so many financial services professionals out there who, who, you know, force people to come in, go through traffic and whatever, to sit down in their office and actually physically sign stuff where there are some wonderfully compliant ways to do that. If you want to elevate your practices, overall technology, uh, you know, those sorts of things make a lot of sense. All right. Now, Matt, just on that, if you don't mind, there's nothing wrong with, you know, somebody's 65, they're not technologically literate, come on downtown or I'll come to your house, we'll scan these documents, we'll put this in the vault, are you interested in your children maybe having access to this, or even if you don't want access to this, it's there, and a little bit back to your earlier point, someday your executors, okay, if you ever want to have the simplicity of an executor handling your affairs when, when your time is up, nothing, nothing more powerful than this solution. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's okay. So, so I'm going to go, so you just said, you know, the 65 year old who's not very tech savvy, uh, which, which is what, where a lot of our, our clients, our clients, the financial advisors, their clients live and who they are, those people. How do you communicate? You just use some tech words that I know about security, but how do you overcome that Fear of so many important things are living out there in the world. Help me overcome that objection, will you? Well, the main one I'd say is uh, the most recent stat I read is there's sixty billion dollars of United States Treasury bonds, municipal bonds, and other securities that have not been claimed. Sixty billion. And you oh my Google, gosh! If you can Google this in five seconds now. That will change over time as everything becomes digital. But I'd say the risk is the opposite. People have stuff in their drawers. They pass away or they, you know, they get, you know, Alzheimer's or just older, you know, memory's not as great. They move houses. They move into an old age home, whatever it may be. And stuff is everywhere. I think it's, I think it's sort of the reverse, which is the risk. Well, some of the stuff is on that old hard drive and I can't remember where that is. And I got a little bit of it here. And, you know, that to me is simply, you know, and I, and I, we certainly do completely appreciate the average age of advisors. We appreciate the average age of their customers. You know, I'm, I'm in that uh, age bracket. And, you know, so we've tried to make this really easy. Um, but, you know, you do have to cross the Rubicon and invest in, hey, this is the world today. This is the security. SOC 2 type 2 means we're as secure as a bank. We're using AWS. It's the largest cloud provider in the world. They've never been hacked. Their clients have, but AWS has never been hacked. So security should be in pretty good shape. And you just have to learn some basic skills to be able to access the information. But even if you can't access it, a client, the advisor can do it. Or maybe an advisor has to you know, hire a person that does have those skills if there are four or five people in a small shop or, or outsource that ability to help them a little bit. But it's not intimidating. Once you get a little bit of training, it really isn't. You also get an app if you want the app with your own brand on it. You go to the app store, imagine you're a small shop and you get to call, you've got a couple hundred clients and you're in a, you know, normal small town in America, wherever it may be. And you say, oh, you go to the app store and you download the, you know, John Smith Financial Advisory app. They go, what? Holy crap. That's pretty cool. Now, 
I'm out on the road and I need something. I need my passport. I need my bank statement. I need, you know, you name it. Uh, I need my, um, my, my, you know, AMC movie card. Uh, I, my driver's license now, when we were walking around with vaccination stuff into restaurants, I just pulled it up on my, on my future vault and said, right, what would you have it in real? I said, oh no, everything's digital now. Not one person didn't accept that. Well, I think this is fantastic and absolutely fascinating. And, and you are way ahead of a curve. I think you're already starting to ride some of that wave, which is absolutely fantastic. And for those of you who are financial advisors who are listening to this, which is most of the people who are listening to this, you're always looking for technological ways to make your life easier, to make your client's life easier. And most importantly, separate yourself from the advisor down the street. All right. So if anybody wants to find out a little bit more about this, what should they do? Where should they go? Well, I, the easiest thing is to go to futurevault.com and there's a place to sign up for a demo, but they can contact me uh, uh, as well. Um, my um, give you my email address. It's uh, I think it's g.scott.patterson, one T in Patterson. That's the Scottish root. They always say the Scottish had one T and the Irish too, because the Scottish were so cheap. They were trying to save on ink. I don't think of myself as cheap, but that's the old line. So g.scott.patterson at futurevaultinc.com is my email address. Uh, happy to talk to anybody in particular. We, I love it because I live and breathe it. I, uh, you know, I mentioned at the outset kind of my background. I wanted to make one point, Matt, that I really um, hope I made that you can start with and only have an essential vault where you never allow your clients to have the premium features like your eyeglasses and all that other stuff. You say, I don't know if I want to get into that either for compliance concerns or anything else, but we recommend if you start with essential vault, then what you've got is the optionality, maybe for your best clients, they get the premium, or maybe you never go that direction, but you don't have to do the whole enchilada. If I'm a financial advisor, I do the whole enchilada because I see the value and I'd give you this. Those that do this in the next two or three years, they're going to have the competitive advantage. Four, five, six years from now, you'll be a dinosaur if you don't have it. And we feel the same way about podcasting, Scott. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you that in three to five years from now, podcasts are going to be as ubiquitous as websites, as blogs, and things like that. And so you said something earlier, which I'm so happy, and you said it so well, I'm totally going to steal it, which is this, right? There are other things that are out there that are like, you know, the regular, uh, you know, Ford F-150 sort of level stuff. But if you're looking for the Jaguar, if you're looking for the premium best of the best because you've got the best systems, you got the best tech, and you've got the best people. Uh, that's why you would work with Future Vault. And it's the same thing with us here at Proudmouth. We are that Jaguar level for your content marketing. So dude, I'm totally stealing that from you. Hope you don't mind. I know that you copyrighted a bunch, trademarked a bunch of stuff. So I'm hoping that one's not a copywritten and trademark. but you're, you're, you're welcome to use it. Absolutely. Hey, and we will make sure that we put all of those links in the show notes. Once again, we really appreciate it. And, and guys, just think about this, right? When you have the opportunity to have something that nobody else in your community has, and even if they do, it's white labeled for them anyway. But if you really truly know how to understand and how to utilize technology to your advantage, you are rising above the noise. You are being your own loud. And most importantly, you are able to be you, which makes you have zero competition. So for everybody at Future Vault and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Haller. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.